All right, back again with another, another uh, Preps podcast. This is Kyle Nedenrip of the Indy Star, and uh, two special guests join me today. We're going to be talking uh, Marion County Tournament coming up this week, and then also some uh, some more thoughts on the high school basketball season uh, as we get into uh, kind of into the second half of the season now in the uh, post-Christmas uh, holiday tournament season. Uh, county coming up this week, and then the uh, city tournament the following week. And then it always kind of seems like we're into the uh, you know the next few weeks, kind of leading up into sectional play. So it's about that time. And uh, joining me from uh, Indiana Basketball Source is uh, Trevor Andershock and uh, Jeff Shanley. And uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for having us. Definitely. Thank you, Kyle. Well, guys, let's uh, kind of just some general thoughts on uh, what the what the season has has been like so far. Um, you know, especially at the 4A level, we've seen Lawrence North and, and Carmel uh, kind of survive and then play really well at times and have taken on all comers and won so far. Uh, I'm interested to see how both of them uh, come through this week. Will they still be undefeated by the end of the week? Uh, in Lawrence North's case, you know, they have four games ahead of them. Uh, Carmel has just one, but it's a big one against Cathedral on Wednesday night. And uh, that should be a really good game as well. But, you know, you guys have seen a lot of teams play. You've seen Lawrence North. You've seen Carmel. You, you've seen Homestead, which is also undefeated in uh, in Class 4A. Uh, Lafayette Jeff is, is sitting there undefeated. So there's some good teams outside the area. Uh, and as usual, C- Central Indiana has a lot of good teams in 4A. Uh, start with you, Trevor. What, what do you kind of see uh, from uh, from the area uh, so far this year? And, and kind of what, what's your sense on – who the best teams are right now in Class 4A? Um, I definitely think Lawrence North and Carmel have kind of separated themselves, and especially in the Indianapolis area, for the top teams in 4A. Um, Lawrence North hasn't always won pretty, but they keep winning. Kind of like to be surviving advanced mode where they've gotten down double digits many times this year and just find a way to win. But I don't think you can discount that kind of intuitiveness uh, from them going forward. Um, I've seen Carmel a few times, and it's just a, a classic Carmel team, in my opinion. They don't beat themselves. They have plenty of experience. And then when Pete Suter and Brian Waddell are, are clicking, I mean, they go to a different level and really could have an argument to be the top team in the state if, if they aren't ranked that way right now. So I think those two really stand out, but when you look at Cathedral, they're right there. They had that, what was it, double overtime loss to Homestead. Um, you know, a game that could have gone either way. If they win that one, then we're probably talking about them in that same category as Morris North and Carmel. So, um, just overall, I mean, I think it's a really balanced year for for uh, the Aryans. Um, kind of look forward to the city tournament and the county tournament. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Cathedral. Uh, you know they could be undefeated right now if not for that loss to Homestead, and they they led that game uh, pretty late there at Brownsburg and, and had a chance to uh, to win it and didn't. Um, you know, and then there's some other teams. Attics is is ten and two. Uh, South Bend Adams, you know, is ten and zero. Uh, probably haven't played quite the schedule of some of the others. Uh, I had a chance to see Westfield uh, Saturday night against Carmel. Not a you know not I don't I think Westfield can play much better than they did, but Carmel kind of put the clamps on them defensively and handed Westfield their first loss. Uh, Jeff, you've had a chance to see um, you know some of the you're living in Fort Wayne again, having a chance to see some of the teams up there. Uh, there's a there's a huge game upcoming this week with Homestead and, and Fort Wayne Blackhawk, but you know kind of your impressions of Homestead uh, to this point. And are they on par with, uh, you know, the, the Lawrence North and Carmel? Uh, can you put them in that same group, do you think? Uh, I think you can, uh, especially when you when you talk about uh, their two headliners, Fletcher Lawyer and Luke Goody. If those two are hitting shots, um, I think Homestead can play with anybody in the state. Um, they don't have uh, true great size, and they're not the most athletic team, but they do have – you know, they don't have size in the front court, but they have big guards. You know, Lawyer 6'4", Goody 6'6". Uh, Grant Simmons is kind of a stretch four, is 6'4". Andrew Leeper is 6'5", is kind of their center. But all their guards are 6'6", are six 6'1", six 6'2". Six so they have good size across the board. Um, I think just their skill level in passing it is really impressive to see. They're a completely unselfish team. Um, talking to a few people up here in the 
uh, Fort Wayne area. They said this is the best team from Northeast Indiana since the Homestead team that won it a few years ago with Caleb Swan again and Dana Bad, Jordan Geist, uh, when they beat Wrights in the uh, state championship game in that thriller. Um, and then you look at Tuesday night, they're going to be taking on Blackhawk Christian, who's undefeated, uh, the number one team in 2A, obviously led by Caleb first, but Man, Blackhawks just so fun to watch just because everybody on their team plays their role perfectly. Caleb first is obviously the headliner, but Zane Burke understands when he needs to score and when he doesn't. Uh, you have somebody who like Marcus Davidson who maybe doesn't look coming off the bus like he's going to drop 20 on you, but then he does. And then they have somebody like Jake Boyer who I think is just the ultimate glue guy. You know, Kyle, you saw him at the Hall of Fame tournament and putting up, you know, the numbers he did in that tournament really off just sheer hustle and knowing how to be in the right spot at the right time. So um, I think those two teams definitely can can play with anybody um, in the state on a given night, whether that's a night-in, night-out thing. Um, obviously, they don't play the schedule a lot of the central Indiana teams do. But um, one thing I wanted to mention about the Marion County teams, I have seen Lawrence North a couple times on – on film and they almost give a vibe of the 2018 Warren Central team where you're just you keep watching them and they're like man they're going to lose this game they're going to lose and they don't and I think like Trevor said something's to be said for for being able to pull themselves out of these holes you wish they wouldn't you'd wish they'd handle people by by 20 and play at their you know kind of peak uh, more often but you know they show that when they turn it on they are as talented and as scary as any team in this state yeah i agree we can we can talk a little bit more about lawrence north uh here in a minute uh do you guys have i'm going to give you a kind of a a sleeper team and i'm not even sure sleeper is the right word but a a team in 4a uh that could maybe make a run and i'm going to take uh you know bloomington north um you know i had a chance to see them against perry meridian uh, earlier this season, um, just this really good good team. They're very deep, uh, probably deeper than a lot of high school teams are. And uh, you know, I, I thought you know after watching them, I was like, you know, that's a team. Uh, you know, once you get into tournament play, I, I think their you know their path uh, to get there is not uh, not super easy because they you know Bloomington South is not you know what they have been, but you know I think they're a team that could get through and and uh, you know cause some damage in the tournament with their depth and size and guard play. Uh, for for uh, Jason Spear and they've been off I think here the last uh, you know couple weeks I had to postpone a couple of games but you know sitting there at five, five and one so far their only loss was to Zionsville uh, do you guys have anybody else in mind that maybe kind of fits that vein that that we haven't or, or may not talk about when we talk the Marion County tournament um, I would throw two teams out there from the region um, Gary Westside with their talent. I mean, they're one of the most talented teams in the state with Jalen Washington, Lamari Peterson, Trishon Christmas, and they just keep going down the line. They're 7-2 and two right now. They could have beat Lawrence North. They're one of those teams that had a double-digit lead on the Wildcats, and, you know, Lawrence North came back and beat them, but they showed they could play with anybody in the state, so I think they're one of the teams. And then uh, another team up there, Michigan City, um, they play a really fast tempo, and they have guards across the board that can really play with sophomore uh, Jamie Hodges Jr., um, just a little spark plug. They can do a little bit of everything. Um, Michigan City's pieces really fit well together, so I think they're a team that could uh, really surprise people come tournament time. And I think, Kyle, one team you mentioned earlier that you know I think could give – teams some fits in the state tournament is that South Bend Adams group that's undefeated. Um, They're just really, really a unique type of team to play because they're, they're very small. I don't think they really go much over six, two, but everybody on their team can handle and pass. They defend you. They can, they can pick you up and pressure you full court. They're relentless going to the glass. I watched them play, um, South Bend St. Joe in December and St. Joe had them on size at every single position and Adams just abused them on the offensive glass. They just keep coming after you and coming after you and that's really um, a team I think that could give teams like Michigan City or Gary Westside uh, potentially some trouble in the state term particularly on a, a short turnaround you know, in a regional type game 
going from the morning to the night and having to really play against a team like that without preparation, I think they could give uh, teams some trouble. They're not the most talented. They don't have the biggest names, but I think collectively they play so well together. Uh, they're obviously very well coached, and uh, I think that's a team that could potentially um, kind of come from out of nowhere and make a run in March. Well, very we good. Have, uh, yeah. of, we have a bit of a problem there, Sharp, because Michigan City and South and Adams are in the same sectional, so <laughs> one of us would be uh, wrong immediately there. Well, I'd also throw, uh, and, uh, and again, I'm not sure sleeper's the right word, but Lafayette Jeff and uh, Brooke Bar- Brooks Barnheiser and uh, what they've done so far this year. And again, they haven't played probably the schedule uh, yet, at least, that uh, some of the others have, but but he is having a phenomenal year. And, uh, you know, when they're playing at their best, they're uh, they're really tough to beat. Took Fishers uh, down the other night uh, pretty handily. That's, that's a good Fishers team. So another team probably to keep an eye on from uh, from outside the area for sure uh, as the season moves forward but let's uh, let's kind of dive into the Marion County tournament it's always one of my favorite uh, times of the season uh, to, to uh, you know see how this shakes out and then Friday night always a great night of basketball I think it's one of the best nights of the year uh, Friday and Saturday but Friday you get two for the price of one uh, six o'clock and, and 730 at Southport in the semifinals and then the finals will be played at Southport on Saturday evening so uh, my only complaint about the county and I've told the coaches this is you know I wish they could have double double up on uh, you know the first round and second round so you get two for the price of one for those uh, and they they did that at one point, but uh, they've gone to uh, single sites uh, for the uh, first round and the second round, and I think it's more of a, a financial uh, boost is why they do that for each school. But uh, but regardless, it's a great week. It's fun. It's uh, you know Doug Mitchell used to say it was the toughest uh, tournament to win uh, during the season, and that was after he won it. So maybe he was biased by saying that, but uh, I give him credit that it is it is tough to win four games in five days. Lawrence North is a defending champion, and uh, they will, let's start with that game. Uh, they play North Central, probably the highlighted game of the uh, first round. Uh, Lawrence North comes in at nine and zero. We we talked about them earlier. Uh, North Central's five and five, but uh, you know, coming off a good win over a, a, a solid Ben Davis team, uh, you know, we know about Leland Walker and, and uh, you know what he can do offensively. Uh, Jason Gardner's first year at the school, and they they lost. Uh, you know, four out of five at, at one point, but all to really good teams. And, and all those games were competitive, maybe outside of the Homestead game. That one got away from them a little bit. But, you know, lost to Carmel, Addicts, and Hammond, all three of those really good teams. And then Homestead, like I mentioned, uh, in the last uh, month or so, about three weeks or so. So, you know, a good team, a dangerous team, and a, a team I think that could give Lawrence North uh, some some difficulty in the first round. Yeah, I mean, they're really talented, like you said, and it seems like they're getting better and better with Walker, Mike Elliott, um, Shiloh Jackson inside to really come along this year. I'm giving them a shot blocker and some size inside. So, yeah, I definitely think they'll they'll give Lawrence North a really good game. Remember back last year, they almost beat them in the Marion County Tournament and then turned around about a week later and then uh, gave Lawrence North their first loss of the season last year. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, this team knows they can play with a talented team like Lawrence North. So I'll be interested to see how this one turns out. And that guard matchup with Leland Walker and Shamar Evans is just going to be just two guys just going at each other for 32 minutes. You know, Shamar has really um, kind of put Lawrence North on his back at times the past few months. He's had some really big games for him. I know he was huge in their come-from-behind win against Gary Westside. Um, he was big in their game against Addicts that they also came from behind. So I think that point guard matchup is, is just going to be extremely fun to watch. Um, two guys who who can carry their teams on any given night, and they're going to go at each other uh, from, the, from the jump. And this is a game where it, it seems like every year this happens, but they play each other in county and then turn around and play again. Uh, right after the county so they'll see each other shortly after uh, i've had a chance to see north central a couple times and and uh you know one of their you know key players doesn't get a lot of attention probably a lot of publicity is quentin boyd uh who also plays football he's six foot five 
um, you know, probably about you know two two twenty five or somewhere in that range. He's a big, strong, uh, physical guy inside. Uh, in the games I've seen where they've played well, Quentin Boyd has had a had a pretty big role uh, for that team. And and uh, you know, Trevor, you mentioned uh, Shiloh Shiloh Jackson has really come along as well. But uh, Boyd gives him a good a guy who can score a little bit, shoot some, and, and uh, cleans up a lot of the uh, you know offensive rebounds around the basket as well. Yeah, it seems like he gives him a good punch off the bench. Uh, like you say, he really cleans things up. He gives him that physicality that Jackson lacks right now. It gives him a little bit of a different look and seems to be doing really well for him. In Lawrence North, guys, we we touched on it, and I wanted to circle back on that. But you know, it's been a, a team where you know I've covered a lot of their games so far, and they'll go stretches where they look like the the best team in the state, clearly, and then go through stretches where you know you wonder you know when are they ever going to score again? At times, uh, it hasn't been you know it hasn't been anything that's that's held them back. Uh, you know they're nine and zero. They beat a lot of really good teams, and when they're at their best, I do think they can beat anybody. Uh, they they put it together and, and beat a good Warren Central team by twenty points uh, on Friday night. Uh, so maybe that's the start of uh, putting together some consistency. Uh, but I I do think you know there's something to be said for winning close games. You know you, you guys both mentioned it. You know finding a way. You know they they beat Hammond by one point uh, in their opener. They won a couple overtime games. I think their best game overall was probably the Cincinnati Molar game. Uh, that team really really good, and they beat them in overtime by one. Uh, you know did it to to Gary West. They beat Attics in a game that was close until the last um, couple minutes. Uh, so, so they've showed that you know they can compete with the best, beat the best. Uh, Shamar Avance, like you guys said, has had a had a great season, and then uh, DJ Hughes came out against Warren and had a great game. Uh, but I think really the the key for them, I think sometimes is is how can how can they get CJ Gunn going, you know, because because he is uh, tough to stop. You know, his talent has really kind of come to the surface. I think as a junior now, and and you can see like what he can become uh, in the future. And uh, I think kind of as they as they get him going, that that seems to be a real key. You know, to has has this team, um, you know, puts together some consistency. And to kind of build off that, I thought this year's Lawrence North team was just going to build off of last year's team. Obviously, they wouldn't have uh, Tony Perkins back now at Iowa or Dorian Hatton and that group of seniors. But I thought C.J. Gunn, Shamar Vance, D.J. Hughes, Donovan McCauley, that experience was just going to kind of propel them into a different level this year. And I haven't really seen that those pieces click other than that Mueller game, like you said, on a consistent basis, even minute-to-minute during games that I thought I kind of expected that they would. I thought C.J. Dunn would be dominant and kind of pick up that role that Tony Perkins left. And obviously, he has shown that in spurts, but I thought it was going to be a little bit more consistent, and you know, Lawrence North was just going to be a completely dominant team like they were last year, but it seems like they're, they're building towards that, and like we said, they're undefeated, so we can't nitpick too much, but I just expected them to be completely dominant this season. And I think as they, you know, we'll see this week, I think. If they can put together four solid games this week, um, you know, that would say a lot, I, I think, as to where maybe where they're going and, and uh, where the, where they can take this thing to the to the rest of the season. There's a really interesting game later, too. They play Homestead uh, later this month. That That's after uh, playing North Central again. So uh, a really tough stretch coming up, I, I think, will tell us more about uh, about this Lawrence North team. Uh, and they and they do you know we mentioned those three guys and they're kind of the guys who get most of the credit but you know they they have a lot of good play Donovan McCulley you know I, I, to me too when they're when they're playing their best and and he's playing his role um, you know which is do a little bit of everything uh, that makes them especially tough but and they are missing you know you mentioned mentioned Perkins and, and Hatton but. You know, and also another you know big part of that team last year was Omar Cooper, uh, defensively especially energy standpoint, and he's out this year with an ACL. So another player they're missing. You know, from a chemistry standpoint, that probably means 
uh, quite a bit to that team. But uh, that, that'll be a first-round game. All these games, I should have mentioned, are 6.30 actually on Tuesday. So uh, a nice early start uh, for all these first-round games. Uh, the next one, guys, will feed into uh, the winner of this first game is Lawrence Central and uh, Decatur Central. And Lawrence Central, they're, they're a 7-5. and five. De- Decatur Central is 4-3. and three. Uh, But Lawrence Central... Guys, I think maybe everybody expected them to take a big step back uh, this year based on losing DeAndre Davis, Nigel Pack, uh, Deontay Davis, of course, moving over to Warren. Uh, but they really haven't. They've, they've, uh, well, they have, but, but from maybe from a major step back, uh, that hasn't happened. They're, they're seven and five, and I wrote about Al Gooden, and I know uh, Jeff, you know him from uh, from the Fort Wayne area, uh, closing in on his 500th uh, victory, and uh, you know what a great guy. He'll be the first uh, black coach in the state to get to that to that mark whenever it happens and it could be Tuesday uh, but uh, this team has played really well uh, for the most part this season uh, wins over Park Tudor recently uh, beat Ron Colley Columbus North Ben Davis uh, Pike uh, and, and Attic so they've got some really good wins under their belt um, you know what have you guys seen out of this team so far this year and, and uh, are you a little bit surprised by how well they've done um, I've seen them a few times, and it definitely surprised me with the start they got off to, um, really winning easily over Mount Vernon in that first game. I thought that uh, they might struggle out of the gate, and that didn't turn out to be true. And I think part of that's just their their senior guard duo of Greg Jenkins and the Merritt uh, Merriweather is kind of finally getting their time to shine, I guess, because they've been talented players, obviously, throughout their high school careers. But those two, especially Jenkins, has started to look for his scoring more this season. Um, he shoots it well, good size from a guard, gets to the basket. Um, I think he used average just short of 20 points a game the last I saw. But um, that duo, I mean, is really tough, and it's going to be fun to see them match up against uh, Javon Tracy and Brandon Smith at the Gator Central. I think that will be really fun to watch. Yeah, and I think Lawrence Central, this team kind of reminds me of some of the Al Gooden teams he had at Harding that were really successful, you know, 15 or so years ago where they maybe don't have the headline or talent, but they're going to guard you. They're going to be mentally tough. They're going to play hard, and they are not going to let up. And I think that's really – this team is almost uh, a direct reflection of uh, Coach Gooden's personality. And Trevor, like you said, Greg Jenkins, I think he shows flashes the last couple years in, in spurts and, you know, different games of what he's capable of. But obviously with Nigel Pack there and, and Dre Davis, he doesn't get a, a chance to shine as much. And now with those guys gone, um, the ball's in his hand. And, and he's had really good moments the past couple of years for the Bears, I think now people around the around the Marion County area and Central Indiana area are seeing just how good that Greg Jenkins really is, and he's uh, like Trevor said, looking for his shot more. He's a he's got good size, he's athletic, um, and he's a kid who just goes at goes at the pace he knows he can go at. He doesn't get sped up. Um, he doesn't um, get out of control. He just plays at a tempo that's comfortable to him. And uh, shows how good he really is this year with uh, leading Lawrence Central to the start they've had to the season, and a, and a really solid sophomore class uh, at LC too to to build on. Josh Mickens, uh, kind of the top producer uh, in that group, and uh, he very active. Uh, you know, probably what six six foot four or five interior player. Uh, you know, having a, having a good year too. Uh, I've seen him. He played really well against Lawrence North and a couple other games that I watched. So gives them a good presence inside. Uh, this Decatur Central team, Kenny Tracy uh, has graduated, but there is another Tracy, uh, of course, uh, waiting in the wings. Javon Tracy, uh, another good, you know, really good football player, but uh, you know, probably probably I would say an even better basketball player than Kenny. Although Kenny was their all time leading scorer, but uh, Javon, you know about 20 points a game or so uh, so far this year and uh, Decatur Central as long as there's a Tracy you know there's a will there's a way um, so uh, you know they're going to they're going to line of Tracy's ever uh, high up at Decatur Central <laughs> well supposedly Javon is the is the last in line but uh, there may be oh. a, a Tracy cousin or something out there but <laughs> man, what a great family that is too I got a chance to know them 
you know, over the years and, uh, you know, just a really solid family and uh, multi-sport kids who are just great, great athletes, but uh, great family as well. So uh, that game will be uh, at Decatur Central. And I haven't had a chance to see Decatur since last season, but uh, they're coming off a a win over Martinsville. Um, I believe that game was on Friday night. Uh, But, uh, you know, probably not overall as deep as last year's team was. Uh, but again, you know, the, the John Ashworth does a good job there, been there a while now, and I'm sure we'll have a, a, a p- good plan ready uh, for Lawrence Central on uh, Friday night. Who do you guys l- like in those first two uh, matchups there? Um, I would have to go with the chalk for uh, Lawrence North against North Central. Um, definitely not betting against the Wildcats anytime soon. I'll take them, and um, I would go with Lawrence Central against Decatur Central and just think. Um, the Bears are their record might not show, but I do think they're you know one of the top teams in the area. So I'll go with them as well. I want to have to echo uh, Trevor in the two Lawrence schools. I think you know Lawrence North is kind of king until somebody knocks them off, um, and and with who they can go to. And uh, we didn't really talk a whole lot about CJ Gunn, and you're kind of waiting for that breakout performance from him where he goes for, you know, has a huge game and just continues that because he's certainly talented enough to do that. Um, I think that could come at any moment, and and this would be the perfect stage for him to really uh, put his name up there uh, with some of the Lawrence North guards that they've had the past few years. Yeah, I agree with you guys on those first two games. I do think North Central and uh, Lawrence North will be a good game, uh, but I like Lawrence North to win that, and that would set up a really interesting game uh, between LC and LN uh, at LC. And if that happens, I know they uh, plan to honor uh, Al Gooden before that game for his 500th win. Uh, so that'd be kind of cool to see that before the two Lawrence teams play each other. Uh, but that you know that would be a rematch of earlier this year, a game uh, LC stayed in that game. I, I covered that one, and uh, they were right there in it uh, till the till the end. And uh, you know I think by now we've seen LC is capable of of, uh, of playing that way. So I think that'd be a good second round game. Uh, let's move on and talk about the next uh, first round game though. And, and Trevor, I know you've had a chance to see Franklin Central uh, at least once or twice this year. Uh, they come in at five and five, and they go to Burbuff Jesuit. Burbuff, I had a chance to see them Friday night against uh, Zionsville, and, and again, right in that game uh, until late, and then uh, start of the fourth quarter, uh, it was all Zionsville. They ended up losing 44-33, to and then uh, come back and lose to uh, Greenwood on Saturday afternoon, 43-37. Uh, to And, uh, you know, talking to uh, Todd Howard after the game on Friday night, you know, they're – they, they're kind of struggling to get offense uh, other than Smith and Altman. Uh, Altman had a really good game against Zionsville for most the most of that game. Uh, Smith w- didn't wasn't really hitting like he normally can and, and is certainly capable of. But, you know, a couple of games where they only score in the 30s, uh, going up against a Franklin Central team that, uh, you know, might be a little bit deeper than they are. But this looks like, you know, one of the more competitive games uh, of the first round, I would say. Yeah, I think this will be a really good one. Um... I haven't seen Franklin Central in a while. It's been about a month now, but definitely liked, uh, is it Benny Agunier? Mm-hmm. I always forget how to say his last name. But um, he's having a great senior year. The guard, um, another guy with good athleticism, good size. can hit the outside shot, but, you know, it's really tough going to the basket as well. Um, then freshman Lana Brooks has really shown some flashes off the bench for uh, Franklin Central. Um, so that team, Sam. Uh, um, yeah, Sam Metter. Yep. Metter. Um, he's been really good for him. Yeah, another forward with some good size and athleticism. Um, really scored well around the basket for him. So this is a really solid team for Chris Byers. And looking forward to see how they match up with Rebuff. Like you said, seems like uh, the Braves have been struggling a little bit offensively here, but um, that can click back and place really quick when you have guys like Evan Altman and, and Billy Smith that can put up points in a hurry. So should be a fun matchup here. And I think Burbuff is really missing the guy to initiate offense. You know, they had that uh, last year with Jay Higgins, who's uh, now playing football at Iowa, is kind of like a point forward, but you know, you have two guys in Evan Alden and Billy Smith that can score points, but it's really, you know, especially with Todd Howard's offense, a lot of it comes from having guys who can set up players and put them in position. I think that's what the Braves may be missing a little bit this year. 
Um, obviously, both those guys are capable of going for 25 on any given night, or even, you know, if they're both hitting, you know, they can keep for both in any game. But just having a guy who can get them the ball in positions for those two to score, I think, is what the Braves are maybe missing a little bit this year. And that's why they've kind of been off to an uneven start and had trouble a little bit with, with offense. But like you guys said, this should be a very competitive game. You know, two teams that um, are kind of just off of that fringe of the top teams in the area that, you know, are good enough to take anybody down on the right night. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Uh, Franklin Central comes in, they're 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Burbuff is four and five, so uh, really good matchup there in the uh, first round as well. And the winner of that game will see Pike or Speedway. Uh, Pike again, one of those teams that they're a little bit up and down. Uh, saw them playing the Lebanon uh, tournament firsthand, and uh, watched uh, some of their games online, at least parts of them uh, here and there. But uh, you know, a team that I I really think you know they can beat just about anybody. Uh, but they've also lost some games, probably in part because uh, at times they don't have the interior presence, uh, you know, necessary to close out some of these teams. But you know, lost close ones to Ben Davis, Center Grove, uh, Lawrence Central, and then lost a one-point game to Noblesville uh, earlier uh, this week, or you know, early last week, and then came back and beat Fisher. So a little bit up and down uh, so far for the Red Devils. But you know, with that, that the three guys they have with uh, you know Loudon Jones and uh, Conwell you know those those three about as good as anybody and uh, I think we'll make them uh, a dangerous team you know in this tournament especially and then probably on into uh, March but you know I I think they're one of the teams to watch in this tournament I kind of like the draw that they have too yeah definitely to echo your thoughts I mean when you have three perimeter players like Eddie Jones J.J. Lowden and Ryan Conwell I mean you're going to be able to beat most high school teams um, it's just a matter of really clicking against those top teams. Like you said, their inside presence is lacking a little bit, but they can make it up, make up for it with their, their perimeter guys. And if they extend that pressure and start getting turnovers, that's when they're really dangerous too. Yeah, that'll be a, uh, that will be game will be at, uh, Speedway on, uh, on Tuesday, Speedway comes in at two and four under uh, Chuck Bennett. I uh, haven't had a chance to see them yet, but uh, they lost, uh, you know, a couple of games in December and then haven't played uh, since then. So they've been off. They'll be off for about three weeks uh, before they play Tuesday. Uh, but uh, you know, a, a team that always uh, you know plays hard under Chuck Bennett, uh, one of the uh, the elder statesmen as far as uh, years of service in the in Marion County goes, and one of the good guys too. You won't hear anybody. Uh, say anything bad about Chuck Bennett. So that'll be uh, another first-round game. And I'm assuming you guys probably like Pike in that game, but uh, who do you like in the, the Franklin Central or Burbuff game? Um, I think it's a it's a pretty close game. You could really go either way. I'll go with the flashes just because of those recent struggles from Burbuff. I think uh, Franklin Central can, can slip by them. Yeah, I'd probably agree with Trevor here with Franklin Central. Um, guard play being the biggest difference, I think Franklin Central has. Uh, it may not be, you know, amazing guard play, but it's steady, it's con- it's consistent. You know what you're going to get uh, from from their guards. And for Buff, it's, it's kind of been missing that, so I'll go Franklin Central as well. I think I'll take that as well. And that would set up a rematch of a Pike-Franklin uh, Central game from earlier in uh, December. So, uh, you know, it could be a rematch there. Uh, getting to the bottom half of the bracket, and uh, the first game out of the gate on, on that side is, uh, you know, one I think could be, you know, maybe an upset special. Maybe it's not even an upset. Uh, ben Davis, 3-6 and six against uh, Beach Grove, which is 8-2. and two. You'd normally think, well, Beach Grove would be uh, probably the, uh, the underdog here. But uh, I think this could be a really close game, an interesting game. Uh, ben Davis is a team that... Uh, you know they're without uh, maybe one of their best players is on the JV right now <laughs> until uh, the sectional. Uh, so an interesting team. I, it's a team I haven't seen them since the very first game of the year uh, when they played Fishers, uh, and I know Don Don Carlisle, you know, was was frustrated after that game uh, and felt like they were going to get a lot better, uh, and they have. You know, Dylan Moore has kind of come on for them. Uh, Clay Butler, a sophomore, has played well at times. Sheridan Sharp is another uh, sophomore for them. Uh, you know, Zane Doty is a, is a big guy inside as a sophomore, so they're they're young, and 
Uh, K.J. Windham as well, who's a freshman, has has played well at times. So a lot of young guys on this Ben Davis team uh, probably lead you not to uh, you know trust them to go on any long runs in the in the tournament necessarily. But a team that's probably building for the future against a Beach Grove team that has been really good under Mike Renfro uh, since he took over uh, after Matt English uh, passed away. Mike's Mike's done a great job there at Beach Grove. Very hard nosed. A uh, tough team that always seems to be uh, prepared and, and uh, ready to go in the sectional. So, uh, really interesting game over there at Beach Grove on, on Tuesday. Yeah, this is one I'm looking forward to. I think I might try to go to this one. I haven't seen either team in person this year and really would like to see how um, Jaden Curry and uh, Gavin Mitchell play against the Ben Davis team. So, Definitely looking forward to see how these teams match up against each other since I haven't seen them in person this year. Yeah, and I mentioned uh, Jaden Brewer uh, was the JV player for uh, Ben Davis, but you know he's uh, you know having to bide his time uh, until the uh, till the sectional. He'll three hundred sixty five days is the the. Uh, the ruling on that uh, after he transferred from Avon. So he'll be able to play come sectional time, but until then, uh, he's lighting it up for the JV team. Uh, but Beach Grove and Ben Davis, again, a, a really good matchup, I think, and uh, one you wouldn't normally probably uh, probably see during the season. And then another one, I think, in that little uh, quadrant that'll be interesting is Park Tudor, a team I've had a chance to see a couple times uh, this season and uh, really impressed uh, with with their overall talent level. And uh, they just haven't been able to uh, close out games pretty much. Uh, only a 2-5 and five record coming in against uh, Southport, an 0-6 team at this point who is also, uh, I think, probably a lot better than that record would indicate. Um, you know, And they've been close in a lot of their losses to good teams, uh, Plainfield and, and, uh, and Franklin Central and uh, Gary Westside. They played in a good game. So, you know, two teams that will be hungry for a win, I'm sure. And, uh, again, I think could be a very competitive game. Yeah, this, this Park Tudor team kind of reminds me of the old Bowman Academy teams where they would be under 500 during the regular season, but yet still be expected to make a postseason run in 2A. Um, just the overall talent level of Park Tudor is really good. With um, The seniors, Ronald Johnson, um, Malachi Archie, J.C. Glenn, and then you have the sophomore, Jermaine Coleman, on the outside, um, Lanky Ford, that shows really good potential. I mean, all the ingredients are there for them to be a really good 2A team and be competitive against 4A teams on a regular basis like they've shown um, so far this year, despite being, like you said, 2-5. Mm-hmm. and five. Um, This team really has all the all the ingredients to be a really good team. So, yeah. It won't be a fun matchup against Southport. Yeah, and you look at their their record and you look two and five, but those five losses have come by and I'm looking at their schedule right now, combined eighteen points. You know, they played North Central to seven, lost by one in overtime to Avon, lost by two to a good Lawrence Central team. So uh beware if you just look at their record and think that this isn't a good basketball team because just like Trevor said, you know, they've proven they can compete with good 4A teams. Now it's just can they get over the hump? Can they start finishing these games? Can they start putting away wins here to give themselves some confidence? And I think, you know, Southport is a is a good opportunity for them to, to maybe get over the hump and get that win that kind of puts them on a run here towards the second half of the season. I was talking to Tim Adams, the Park Tudor coach, after the loss to North Central, and you know he was saying we just can't find a way to finish off these uh, close games. And then the next night they lose in overtime to uh, Avon, and then uh, you know a week later they they lose to LC. I was at that game as well, uh, lost by two, and and Jenkins made a shot late. And uh, Park Tudor had a couple chances there and couldn't, you know, just couldn't make it happen. But Johnson and Archie both played really well in that game. And, and I mean, that's a team, Park Tudor, that's a team you don't want to run into uh, in the tournament. And I think in 2A, they're going to be an absolute load uh, for anybody to handle their length and, and their shooting uh, from the perimeter uh, with Johnson and Archie can be really good. Uh, I just think they'll, they'll be tough, and, and I'm curious to see how that shakes out because Covenant Christian's in that same sectional with them, and and Heritage Christian, which is also a good team in university. So that's a you know interesting to see how that will will uh, happen for Park Tudor, uh, but uh, you know they're going to be I think dangerous moving forward. 
And uh, that should be a good game uh, against uh, Southport. That's, you know, like I said, they're uh, quite a bit better than their record as well. Um, who do you like in those two? I'll, I think I'll, I'll take, uh, I might take the two, uh, you know, the, the I'll take Beach Grove, I think, and then uh, Park Tudor in those two games. Um, I'd probably go tough since I haven't seen either Ben Davis or Beach Grove in person, but I'll go Beach Grove and then um, for Park Tudor, Southport. After hyping up Park Tudor a little bit, I might just flip over to Southport. Um, that sophomore class is really intriguing to me. A.J. Danzler, Anthony Ball, Nick and Twemba. Those That group of sophomores you know, it can always break out at any point. They they contributed last year as freshmen, so I'll go with the Southport that one. Uh, just for being a contrarian, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Ben Davis in that game at Beach Grove, and then um, I think Park Tudor, you know, gets a chance to uh, get some confidence against a, a young Southport team. Like Trevor said, they're certainly talented, but um, – maybe just not clicking on all cylinders right now at this point of the year. So I'll go Ben Davis and Park Tudor uh, in those two games. Yeah, we saw earlier this year uh, at the at the uh, uh, tip-off classic, uh, Southport against uh, Gary West and, and uh, Dantzler. A.J. Dantzler wasn't playing in that game, but uh, Keon Miller, I thought, you know, had a really, really good showing for them. Some, sometimes with – you know, sophomores, you just don't have the consistency, and I think that's probably where uh, Southport is right now. But uh, they'll, I'm sure, be hungry uh, for a victory, and uh, you know, looking to make a statement and and uh, try to get into that semifinal game where they'd be playing at home on Friday night. Not out of the realm of possibility, I don't think, uh, for the Cardinals with this draw. Uh, and then the last two uh, games on the bottom half of the bracket, a couple of good ones: uh, Ron Colley and Lutheran. Uh, four and four against eight and two Lutheran, which is which has played a lot better uh, here this season. Ron Colley coming off a loss to Cathedral, uh, another team I haven't had a chance to see them play uh, just yet this season. But I know uh, Anthony Donahue, uh, their top player. He's a senior. He's he's uh, leads them in, in scoring and rebounding, and uh, always a good senior class that. Uh, uh, Michael Wants has there at Ron Colley, guys who have been in the system for a long time, and you, you know what you're going to get uh, with Coach Wants. They're going to be tough-minded defensively, and uh, they're going to make it tough on you into the fourth quarter. And no shame in losing to Cathedral. They played Lawrence Central really close too uh, last week, so uh, pretty good Ron Colley team uh, against a Lutheran team that's uh, you know normally doesn't do a lot of damage in the Marion County tournament, but I'm sure at eight and two is is feeling pretty good about itself. Yeah, kind of a piggyback off you, Kyle. It seems like Ron Colley always has a group of seniors leading them. And you said Donahue and Thomas Feldman are kind of stepped up into those roles this year. And as overall, the Rebels are shooting well from three. Donahue's been good. Feldman is shooting like over 50%, I think, from three. So it um, should be interesting to see how they, they do it in this Marion County tournament, see if they can get a couple wins under their belt Trevor said, man, you wonder if Ron Colley's JV teams are always stacked with juniors because it seems like every year it's just like six or seven seniors and then the next year it's another six or seven seniors um, for Ron Colley. But, you know, this Lutheran team, um, you know, is interesting. They have some some talent there. It's a really balanced team. Um, Like you said, maybe Marion County tournament is kind of unfair to them being a, a 1A team, but you know, it is, a, it is a good 1A team at that. And, you know, they have a matchup that, you know, they could potentially, you know, stay into it into the fourth quarter. And then at that point, um, anything can happen. But uh, Ron Colley, like you said, it's just it's the same thing over and over again. But they're still successful with that with that process. Yeah, Ron Colley. I'm sorry, uh, Lutheran has a couple of uh, uh, good players who are also football players and had a lot of success. Uh, on the football field, and uh, Joe Fabian and uh, Montesi Clay, uh, both those guys lead them in uh, scoring. But Jeff, like you said, really balanced, and uh, you know that, that's a program. Good to see them uh, start to get it going here, and uh, and maybe they can give Ron Colley a game at home on a Tuesday night. Then the last game uh, on the uh, on the bracket on the bottom half of the bracket, 
another really, I think, will be competitive game. Uh, Warren Central four and four uh, comes in to play uh, Perry Meridian uh, five and three. And Perry Meridian at this point, you know, I, I think has shown, you know, kind of what they can be. I think they're much improved this year under Mark James. Uh, I've had a chance to see him twice. Uh, Trevor, you were at the game. I was at Bloomington North game right before Christmas, and then you know, I had a chance to see him play, uh, I think, twice in the in the Lebanon. No, just once, I guess. They beat Lowell uh, pretty handily in the Lebanon tournament uh, as well. So it, it's a team that I think has maybe performed better than expected. Um, you know, going into the year, I think they only had seven wins last year. Uh, but at a group that, you know, with uh, Jaden Taylor and Reggie McDonald has guys that kind of know, you know, Taylor's going to score for us. McDonald's going to, you know, he can score as well, but also, you know, handle the ball and, uh, and set up Taylor. Um, so I think it's a, it's a group of guys who play really well. I think their chemistry is really good. And, and I think they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves uh, going into this tournament, a, a win over Center Grove. Uh, earlier this month as well so you know i think a team that uh, could be dangerous against a warren central team that will have more talent overall uh but uh you know two two different styles of play as well going into this one yeah looking at warren central i thought the addition or getting uh gary mcnary eligible after his transfer from avon was going to take them to that next level you know the the tier of morris north carmel homestead type of um, 4A teams, but after their performance against LN, I'm kind of rethinking that, but the talent's obviously there for the Warriors with Malik Stanley, Tate Davis, um, Donald Coach, McNary, uh, Sean Black. I mean, it just goes on and on for them, so there's definitely no no lack of talent for them to compete as, you know, one of the top-tier teams in 4A, but I'm just looking to see um, kind of if they just keep improving and see how the season goes for them and obviously the uh, Marion County tournament would be a good first step if you know, they can get to those uh, Friday or Saturday games yeah obviously like Trevor said with Warren Central you know the talents there it's just are they going to obviously a first year head coach getting some new guys in um, that you know haven't played together before much Obviously, with with everything going down with COVID this summer, maybe not having the opportunities in the summertime to to get on the same page. And I think Perry Meridian, like you said, Kyle, is really interesting. I think they have the I think they have the potential, you know, to potentially play on Saturday night with the way this draw is set up. Um, kind of reminds me of a few years ago with Franklin Central, Marcus Burke, where Marcus Burke just went nuts on uh, in Marion County tournament and took them. Uh, into Friday night. I think, you know, Jaden Taylor is certainly capable of having the same type of effect for Perry. You know, if they can get, I mean, they can play on Saturday night or they could lose on Tuesday. It's kind of a, a wide range of possibilities for Perry. But uh, if they can get any contribution from um, Reggie McDonald or any of those other guys, I think, you know, Perry could be a, a difficult out in this tournament, you know, with, with the way that Jaden's been playing to start the year. So, that's going to be an intriguing matchup. I think if Perry can get by Warren, you know, they've they've got a potential run on their hands this week. Yeah, they're going to have to really rebound well against Warren. And I, I thought a good sign for Warren was, you know, they lost by 20 to Lawrence North on Friday, but they come back and beat a really good Hamilton Southeastern team uh, by 21 on, on Saturday, 75 to uh, 54. So I thought that was a good bounce back uh, for Warren and, uh, you know, shows that uh, they're, they're, they can be resilient and, and, and beat a good team uh, after a tough loss. So, you know, looking at those two games, guys, I think both those uh, could be competitive. I like uh, – well, I'll let you guys go first. Who do you like, Trevor? Um, I'll go with Ron Colley and uh, Warren Central on those two. I think, like we were saying, the Warren Central Perry game could be pretty close, but I just I just like the talent level of Warren Central too much, so I'll give the Warriors the edge there. I'll go Ron Colley uh, over Lutheran, and I'll take Perry Meridian in a – I guess maybe you'd call it a slight upset, but I think Jaden Taylor's really, really playing, playing well to start this year. I think, you know, he's certainly capable of carrying, carrying Perry. And you look at, you know, their three losses on the year, Plainfield, Bloomington North, and Pike, those are all three really good teams. So it's not like they've slipped up against somebody they should have beaten. You know, they've beaten a really good Lowell team, took down Center Grove, who took Carmel to the wire. 
Um, so I think they can they can potentially do some damage here in this tournament. So I'll take uh, the Falcons over Warren Central. Well, I thought they they played well too against Bloomington North, a game that that uh, w- was close deep into that game, and Taylor played really well in that one too. But I'm going to take Warren. I think the overall uh, talent level wins out uh, for the Warriors in that one, and then take Ron Colley as well. Uh, and let's kind of go back up uh, to to the top again, and uh, you know Lawrence North, we all took against uh, LC. Uh, you guys like uh, Lawrence North to uh, to get through that one? Yeah, I do. I just think uh, the Wildcats have too much for LC, so I'll take LN. I'll take LN as well. Like Trevor said, just across the board, uh, more talent at LN, and especially uh, Donovan McCauley's playing well, rebounding and passing. He gives them something that a lot of teams don't have. And then out of that quadrant with uh, Franklin Central, Burbuff, Pike, and Speedway, I took uh, I took Franklin Central and, and Pike. I think I like Pike to uh, get out of that out of that group. Who do you guys like? Um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the Flashes. Um, I think they can get it together, and uh, it'd be fun to see them match up against Pike. But um, I'll go with the Flashes to get out of there. I'll take Pike. You know, Bilzik, no stranger to Marion County tournament success, and, and with their guards that they have, Loudon, Jones, and, and Conwell, I think you know you catch them on the wrong night, and they can they can beat people pretty badly. So. Um, I'll take Pike uh, coming out of that quadrant, Kyle. And then the the foursome, I think the, the, any of these four teams could probably come out of here. Uh, I had Beach Grove against uh, Park Tudor in, in that next round. And I'm going to take the Hornets to get into the semifinals. Uh, that's a, you know, like I said, I, that, all four of those games, I think competitive, all four of those teams probably have a chance uh, to get through there. Uh, who do you guys like out of that group? Um, I'll stick with a little bit of an upset, and I'll go Southport. Um, like we were talking about earlier, I think their sophomores are ready to break out, so I'll take them. And I had Ben Davis beating Beach Grove and playing Park Tudor. I think I'll go with Ben Davis and the Giants uh, moving on, kind of just showing we all have three different picks, just how evenly matched this little uh, group of four is. Bulletin board material for Park Tudor right there. They were the only <laughs> team not picked. No, no. <laughs> And then uh, Ron Colley and uh, and either Warren or Perry, uh, I, I think I'll take Warren. I think they'll get it done and, and get into uh, get into Friday night. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'll take Warren Central there. And I had Perry over Warren, but I would take uh, Perry over Ron Colley as well if that matchup uh, comes to fruition there on Wednesday night. So that would set up. We'd have uh, Lawrence North, at least I do. I've got Lawrence North and Pike. Uh, in the semifinals, and I would have uh, Beach Grove and Warren in the uh, in the other semifinal. Um, you know, I, I I'll just kind of give you my my picks for the final four uh, here, and I, I'll have it in print uh, as well uh, going into a Tuesday into the tournament start of the tournament. You know, I, I think I, I'll take uh, Lawrence North uh, to get into the championship game. I just think over overall. Uh, they are good defensively, uh, and I think they can rely on that against Pike. and uh, And I think they'll be motivated to to beat Pike. You know, they they seem to rise to the occasion uh, against better competition. And then, uh, you know, I, I think I think in the semifinals, I kind of like Warren uh, to to knock off Beach Grove, which Beach Grove would be kind of an upset to get there, and would be a good story, and would be fun to write about if they can make it that far uh, to set up a Lawrence North Warren Central. Uh, matchup that we saw uh, just uh, just like, just this weekend. Yeah, I would uh, I would take you back all those picks. I think I'm not I'm not going against Lawrence North anytime soon. Um, they're going to have to prove to me that they can actually lose before I pick against them. So I would definitely go with the Wildcats to make it to the final, and um, I'll also go with Warren Central. Just their their talent. Top to bottom, I mean, they could have so many different players step up game to game. So I'll take the Warriors to get to the championship game as well. Yeah, I think, you know, we've all had different picks over the the bottom half of of the uh, of the bracket here with the Marion County Turner. But I think the one constant is Lawrence North at the top. And if they're playing their games, I really don't think it matters who they face on Saturday night. And, you know, if they're clicking – um, they're as dangerous as any team in, in certainly Marion County tournament and the state. 
you know, and like I said, and we were talking a little bit before this preview, uh, I'm just waiting for CJ Gunn to break out because you know the talent's there. You know he's he's capable of doing it. It's just the opportunity and, and the right night. So um, I think at least one game this week you see CJ Gunn have a really big night and uh, and really just kind of bring all those pieces together for Jack Keeper's squad. So we're all picking Lawrence North to win the county. Uh, I'm on I'm on board with you. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to twist my arm for uh, for that prediction, Kyle. It'll take the Wildcats. <laughs> so after all we said about their inconsistency, we're all picking them. But I, I, I totally get it. I mean, they are, you know, I, I think until they get knocked off, uh, they're the team to pick. And, you know, there's really not, you know, I, I'm not sure what you would say that their biggest weakness is, uh, maybe other than their own, you know, inconsistency. They don't, you know, they, they, they shoot it pretty well from the outside. They, they you know, with Avance, they can handle the ball well. They can handle pressure. Uh, DJ Hughes gives them that, that big interior presence. And uh, they have good good role players. So, you know, there's not a real, you know, a whole lot of, uh, and we nitpick because they we expect them to be good. Uh, but uh, there aren't there aren't a ton of holes in that in that in that team. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's just uh, we've kind of talked about it before. I mean, they haven't lost yet, so how could we really pick against it right now? So um, it should be fun to watch. Though any ups that can happen, especially the Marion County tournament that first night, it seems like at least one or two teams get knocked off right away that you don't expect. So. It'll be fun to watch, uh, especially early in the tournament, see what happens. Yeah, and, you know, Kyle, you mentioned uh, at the start of the podcast, I'm up in Fort Wayne now. This is definitely one of the weeks that I was wishing I still lived down there in, in near Indy just because it's such a fun week for all over the county to see all uh, all these good teams. And it's really fun to see the 4A schools play it gyms maybe they don't get to go to like pike going and playing at speedway i remember several maybe five or six years ago pike opened up at speedway and that was fine ben davis going to beach grove you know games you don't necessarily see those schools visiting those other schools so getting to see those matchups is always really cool when it comes to marion county tournament absolutely like i said at the top one of the best weeks of the year uh, before we wrap up here, um, guys, I know you know this is a good week anyway. I touched on the Carmel uh, Cathedral game. Uh, I think that that'll be a phenomenal game on Wednesday night. Uh, always a little, you know. I wish they'd put that on maybe Thursday so we could uh, you know get a get another day in there of, of basketball. You know, other than the Marion County tournament, but you know, tr- uh, Jeff, you're going to be up there at uh, you know Blackout Christian and uh, Homestead play each other up there in Fort Wayne. Uh, who do you think wins that game? What's what's kind of your feel? Uh, who who wins that? I think I think Homestead's playing as well as anybody in in the state right now. I mean, granted, their schedule may not be as as difficult as some of those indie area schools, but I mean, they have just eviscerated teams up here. You know, I went to their game against Bishop Lewis, who has some has some talent, and Homestead was up thirty. One, I think, at the half. They just beat Southside, who's, you know, an, an average 40 school. They beat them by 50. I mean, they are steamrolling people. Um, I, I just think the two-headed lawyer and Goody is, is going to be too much um, for Blackhawk to handle. I think Blackhawk's good enough to guard teams and, and compete with teams with one of those type of guards. But when those teams have two, um, it's – it's really hard for Blackhawk to find the second defender that can slow those people down. And I think, you know, Chris Johnson is one of the best coaches in the state that I think maybe doesn't get as much credit as he, as he deserves. He's going to have a good game plan to slow down first and, and Burke. Um, so I think this is, I think you have to give the advantage to Homestead, not saying they're going to win by 20 or any, anything like that, but I'd probably go with the Spartans. I just think they're a little bit, uh, deeper across the board um, and, and can pose some problems for, for Blackhawk. One thing I do think, um, if there were betting lines on um, high school basketball games, take the over on this because I do think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game. Both these teams can score in bunches. Um, Blackhawk's certainly not afraid to get up and down with anybody in the state, and, and Homestead certainly has the skill to put up 80-85 uh, on any given night. So I think I think who's ever running the scoreboard at Homestead on Tuesday night better get their uh, better get their hand ready because they're going to be putting up a lot of points um, over there on Tuesday night. 
but don't actually bet on high school basketball. That's, that's Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> uh, and then, Trevor, who, who do you like in that uh, uh, Cathedral Carmel game? Um, I'll go with Carmel. Um, like we said earlier, Cathedral could be undefeated at this point, and they've obviously played really well. But um, I just like Carmel in pretty much every matchup um, just for their ability to not beat themselves. And yeah. That's so rare in high school basketball. So um, I'll go with Carmel, just the way they're playing right now. Um, classic Greyhound basketball. So I'll go with them. Yeah, that should be a really good one. Uh, as well, I would agree. I think Carmel played, uh, I think, like we expect them to against Westfield. Uh, Connor Goya back uh, in playing. Uh, they should get Josh Wack back here pretty soon as well, uh, probably for that Cathedral game. So they'll be full strength. And uh, when they're full strength, they're just really, really tough to beat. So, uh, But, again, that should be a really good game. Cathedral has been playing well as, as well. So look forward to the uh, Marion County Tournament this week. I know not all of the fans can get out to the games and see them, but uh, we'll have coverage. Uh, I'm sure you guys will have coverage at, at Indiana Basketball Source as well uh, this week. And uh, always good talking basketball with you guys, and, uh, and thanks for coming on the, uh, the podcast. I appreciate it. I'm glad we could uh... – Make sure Shark's mute button was working well tonight. You did a good job with that, Kyle. Thank you. I'm I'm waiting for the the edit of this podcast to to get my 30 seconds of uh, analysis in there, Kyle. We'll we'll slide all your stuff in there at the very end. (laughs) Sounds good. I appreciate it, Kyle. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, Take care.